Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FTR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 242 for the week of December 4th, 2023. Before we start, a reminder you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. We'll start this week with a look at what's happening in the for hire trucking carrier population. The number of carriers exiting the market in November was slightly lower than it was in October, according to our analysis of FMCSA data. Net revocations of trucking authority, that's total revocations minus reinstatements of authority, totaled nearly 6,900 carriers in November. That was down about 550 from the uh, October level. Although lower than October and a few other months this year, the November level of net revocations was quite high relative to what was typical before the fall of last year. There was an interesting development during Thanksgiving week as the number of revocations issued was far higher than typical in a week. The elevated figures for that week apparently uh, resulted from an effort by FMCSA to improve compliance with the requirement that carriers maintain a legal representative in each state. Most carriers do this by engaging what is known a, quote, blanket company, end quote, that provides a process agent for the carrier in each state, and approximately 50 companies are authorized to provide this service. We understand that FMCSA has determined that some blanket companies do not maintain effective agents in each state and have ordered carriers to find alternatives or face revocation of their authority. The enforcement uh, effort led to an unusually high number of revocations during Thanksgiving week. FMCSA's usual pattern is to issue a large number of revocations each Monday, followed by much smaller numbers on other days of the week. During Thanksgiving week, FMCSA revoked the authority of just over a thousand motor property carriers on November 20th, but then just two days later on November 22nd, it revoked more than 1,500 more authorities. Our analysis of the data indicates that nearly a thousand of those more than 1,500 Uh, that had their uh, authority revoked on November 22nd were clients of just four blanket companies that FMCSA has removed from its list of authorized providers on its website. Now, carriers losing authority over process agents could obtain different blanket companies and have their authority reinstated. However, it is possible that many of those carriers were no longer operating anyway, which would help explain why they never responded to the FMCSA directive in the first place. While the number of net revocations eased uh, a bit in November, so did the number of newly authorized trucking firms. FMCSA authorized more than 4,350 new carriers. That was down from nearly 4,900 in October 
and was the lowest figure since June of 2020. New entry is still a little bit ahead of pre-pandemic norm, but only by around 1,000 carriers per month on average. And one of the factors in that, no doubt, is California's AB5 law, which continues to uh, lead to a slightly higher percentage of new carriers being from California than was the case before the U.S. Supreme Court ruling uh, back in June of last year that allowed California to enforce the law on trucking. With both net revocations and new entry falling by a few hundred from October levels, the net decline in for higher trucking uh, population in November was nearly the same as it was in the previous month. The for higher population fell by just over 2,500 carriers, which was barely fewer than the nearly 2,600 net decrease that occurred in October. The carrier base has now fallen for 13 of the past 14 months, and the outlier, March of this year, was minuscule. Okay, let's discuss diesel prices, which have now fallen for six straight weeks. The national average price of diesel fell 5.4 cents to $4.09.2 a gallon during the week into December 4th. Over the past six weeks, diesel prices are down more than 45 cents a gallon. If we go further back, prices are down about 54 cents over the past 11 weeks. As we have noted previously, that period included a week during which diesel prices rose by about 10 cents. There are some signs that the decline in prices might be slowing. The 5.4 cent decline is the smallest of the past six weeks. Uh, Perhaps more significant, the average price in the lower Atlantic region increased during the week, and the price decreases in the central Atlantic and New England uh, regions were notably smaller than they were elsewhere. But some regions are still seeing fairly large decreases, such as California, where prices are down about 10 cents, and the Midwest, where they are down about 9 cents. Another factor that might keep diesel price decreases coming is that crude prices have been easing slightly. West Texas Intermediate crude has declined in recent trading sessions to around $75 a barrel. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week into December 1st, which is week 48 of the year. Broker-posted spot rates in the truck stop system increased for all equipment types during the week as dry-van rates rose substantially for a second straight week. The increase of more than $0.17 over two weeks puts dry-van rates at their highest level since early February. Spot rate increases for other equipment types were far more subdued. Total spot volume more than doubled to the strongest level since September following the sharp drop during Thanksgiving week. Okay, let's Dig deeper specifically in rates. Uh, The total broker posted rate increased just over two cents after rising just over a cent in the previous week. Total rates saw their first back to back increases since Labor Day week. Total rates typically declined during the week following Thanksgiving, although they were marginally above flat week over week during the same period last year. Rates, which are at their highest level since mid October, were almost 10% below the same week last year and about 5% below the five-year average. Let's look at rates by segment. Dry-van spot rates rose just over $0.08 to the highest level since week five. Increases of that scope during the week following Thanksgiving are unusual. Rates often decline during the week. However, dry-van also experienced weaker rate moves during the run-up to Thanksgiving this year than is typical. 
Rates are about 7% below the same week last year and more than 9% below the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates increased 1.6 cents after falling more than 9 cents during the prior week. Refrigerated rate changes frequently are weaker during the week after Thanksgiving than they were last week. Rates were more than 10% below the same week last year and the five-year average. Flatbed spot rates increased more than a penny. That is the same increase as the prior week. Although the gains have not been large, flatbed has seen increases for three straight weeks, and that is the first time that has happened since late April. Rates were more than 11% below the same week last year and seven-tenths of a percent below the five-year average, which is the strongest comparison since early June when rates were still running positive versus the five-year average. So last week, we didn't discuss load volume in any detail because a big drop during Thanksgiving week was inevitable. Similarly, we won't spend much time on it this week as the reverse was also inevitable. So we'll leave it at this. First, load volume more than doubled and was especially strong in dry van and flatbed. And second, total market volume was the strongest since September. Let's wrap up the weekly data with quick looks at unemployment and mortgage rates. Mortgage rates declined for the fifth straight week. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage eased to 7.22%, according to Freddie Mac. Purchase level uh, recently has risen um, uh, to the same level as mid-September, according to Freddie Mac. And it also noted that uh, rates were basically where they are now. Let's look at unemployment benefits. Continued claims for unemployment performed quite differently during the week, depending on whether you look at seasonally adjusted or unadjusted data. Seasonally adjusted claims spiked by 86,000 to 1.93 million, which is the highest level since late November of 2021. Also, the 86,000 person increase is the largest since September of 2021. However, unadjusted continued claims fell by 97,800 to 1.56 million. That is the lowest level since early October. And the week-over-week unadjusted decrease was the sharpest since April of last year. Moving on to the monthly indicators, we'll start somewhere where we really rarely do, and that's with retail inventories. Excluding motor vehicles and parts, retail inventories fell nine-tenths of a percent in October from September, seasonally adjusted. That is the largest decrease since October of last year. Total retail inventories were basically flat as a 2% increase in retail inventories of motor vehicles and parts offset the decline elsewhere. The increase in automotive inventories at the retail level was a bit surprising given that motor vehicles and parts production had fallen quite sharply in October due to the United Auto Workers strikes. The shortfall in production might have yielded an increase in inventories of components used to build cars and light trucks but those items would have been logged as manufacturing inventories, not as retail inventories. Based on advanced data on inventories and sales, both of which, of course, are subject to revision before we get the final data uh, later this month, retail inventories excluding automotive saw a notable drop in the inventories to sales ratio to 1.16 from 1.18 in September. The ratio was consistently lower than that, between June of 2020 and December of 2021, which of course was the peak of pandemic disruption. 
But before June of 2020, the ratio had never been as low as 1.16 for retail excluding automotive in the history of the data, and that data goes back to 1992. So it's possible that retailers have been betting that consumer spending on goods would fall, and now they are in a need to shift back into inventory restocking mode. This is an important issue in freight, as most of you know, and we will be watching this very carefully. Let's stick with the consumer and discuss spending. Adjusted for inflation, consumer spending increased two-tenths of a percent, seasonally adjusted, down from a three-tenths of a percent gain in September. Real consumer spending was 2.2% higher year-over-year, and that's been where it's been for the last three months. Spending on services, which is a much larger category than spending on goods, roughly matched the overall spending pattern at a two-tenths of a percent increase and a 2.3% year-over-year increase. Real spending on goods was up just a tenth of a percent after a half a percent gain in September, and it was up 2.1% year-over-year. Real spending on durable and non-durable goods moved in opposite directions during October. The larger category of non-durable goods rose three-tenths of a percent, while spending on durable goods declined by that same amount. However, spending on durable goods was stronger year-over-year at 3.7% versus a 1.3% gain for non-durables. Real spending on durable goods has been quite volatile recently, with month-over-month increases of more than 1% in both July and September, and declines of three-tenths of a percent in August and October. The personal savings rate ticked up to 3.8% from September's 3.7%. That had been the lowest since 3.4% in December of last year. Finally, this week, we'll wrap up with a look at the industrial sector, The Institute for Supply Management's closely watched manufacturing index in November held at 46.7%, representing the 13th straight month that the manufacturing sector has been in contraction. Changes in the two main components for freight demand were mixed, although both were still in contraction. New orders improved 2.8 points to 48.3%, while production declined 1.9 points to 48.5%. Another key forward-looking component is order backlogs, which fell 2.9 points to 39.3%, which is the weakest of all ISM index components. Declining backlogs raise questions about the sustainability of current production levels, which of course are not particularly strong to begin with. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. The for higher trucking population fell again in November, Diesel prices fell for the sixth straight week. Drive-in spot rates rose strongly for the second straight week. Mortgage rates fell for the fifth straight week. Seasonally adjusted continued jobless claims rose to the highest level since November of 2021. Retail inventories excluding automotive are leaner than they were before the pandemic. Real consumer spending on goods slowed in October. And the ISM manufacturing index held steady in contraction territory during November. Next week, we will delve into the labor market with a look at job openings in October and the employment situation for November, including payroll employment for trucking. We will also look at inventories and sales in the wholesale sector and at U.S. international trade in goods. Plus, of course, we'll recap 
the week in diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight as usual. That's it for FDR's Trucking Market Update, episode 242 for the week of December 4th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.